um yeah we're back this is your favorite podcast show of the week this is location weekly it's episode number 518 we're recording live on tuesday uh may the 25th and uh yeah happy tuesday everybody how are you Brianna? i'm hanging um hanging yeah hanging i'm hanging on um yeah it's so great house is like mostly you know getting to be in boxes the walls are starting to be bare and movers are starting to pack and come tomorrow so it is real guys i'm like actually leaving atlanta i can't believe it um but yeah it's just it's a crazy time in the lopez house right now but it's good like i'm excited and you know just ready to get settled for the summer and maybe take a deep breath. I need to go for a long walk on the beach alone. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? Uh, I'm good. It's, um, you know, not, not a lot, uh, of, uh, you know, changes or anything crazy exciting here. The weather's been hot. It's like, I think 95 today with the, here in Toronto with, with the humidity and everything. So it's hot for May. Uh, we don't usually get that this time of year. I'm sure it'll drop back down soon. Um, so there's that, um, you know, we had a long weekend, so, but every, we're still in lockdown as a province. So there wasn't a lot you can do. There's a lot of people doing fireworks and whatnot. So that was kind of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, my Blue Jays have been kind of stinking it out lately six straight losses so that's not good but uh my maple leafs won last night so hey you know there's there's sort of the good and the bad there you go um so yeah otherwise um you know that's about it we've got uh, a good show for you four stories as usual that we want to cover off and uh i'll let uh Abriana start us off well here i go uh, so this is, you know, not a really huge story, but it's an interesting story, kind of staying on the sports topic. WNBA is partnering up with Twitter um, on a digital hoodie. So this has, um, obviously, it's the Women's National Basketball Association, and it just launched, um, it just launched, I think, Friday with, uh, maybe two Fridays ago, uh, their season. And so, you know, all the players and friends and influencers uh, we're sporting this special hoodie is a collaboration with Twitter and it has a hashtag W on the front of it. And the, it's actually a QR code as well. So it can be scanned. And whenever it's scanned, it goes to like this automatic tweet that you can share um, that just says that you stand with the WNBA and the, and the causes that they support um, and are fighting for. So obviously some of these things in, include, you know, just, um, you know, civil, social causes, uh, race, you know, racial um, issues that have been obviously top of everybody's mind lately. And uh, so really, you know, really interesting, just showing support and bringing people together. Um, you know, and I think this is interesting. I, I, there's pieces of this that I do like, I think that it will be great to have more insight or examples about, you know, the causes that they're standing for and they represent. I'd love to hear more about that. And I'm sure they'll be talking about it throughout the year, throughout the season. And so I'm looking forward to hearing more about that and how they use this. Um, but, you know, also as a QR code needs to be able to be scanned. And so, you know, I'm interested to see how are they actually going to kind of link the two and get more people able to scan those QR codes, like from, you know, if 
if it's just mostly the players that are wearing those then you know and you're watching on tv how does that work um or even you know from the stands with like limited capacity still being able to get close enough to somebody to be able to scan that and, and kind of interact there um is kind of interesting to me but I'm sure they're they're thinking about how they can uh, amp this up. So at the core of it all, I like the concept. I like, you know, being able to support women, you know, bring uh, people together on on causes that are good for, you know, everybody as a whole. And obviously supporting women in sports is something I definitely am a, in a, <laughs> am a big uh supporter of and I think that you know it's it's a great concept in terms of execution and getting the word out and having people um, share more you know post some more from the actual sweatshirt to the Twitter link I'm not sure how that's going to work you know I'm not sure on the adoption and actually uh, the efficacy so I'm going to follow this hashtag and see what I can see trending and um, maybe I'll give you an update next next time we we chat. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I love the notion of it. I think it's you know there's there's a lot of good happening here, and you know first first of all, I like I don't know about you, but I was surprised like you know when I was reading in the article that this is the 25th season of the WNBA. Like to me, the WNBA wasn't around when I was a kid, you know. So I was like, okay, wow, 25 years. Like that's a, that's a big big accomplishment, right? And um so that's pretty cool um just just to start things off um you know i i think it's interesting too that we're talking about these social justice issues and, and some of these causes you know th today the 25th of may that we're recording this on is also the one year anniversary of the killing of george floyd and um you know so i think there's a lot of people out there uh myself included you know who are uh you know sort of awakened to a lot of these issues right and 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 i think you know the more we shine a light on these things the more we have dialogue and discussion uh about some of these issues um you know the better and, and i think that uh, it's important to talk about some of these things um and i'm glad to see that a league like the wmba is is trying to do something to you know facilitate and start that discussion so i'm with you though i mean i don't know you know, how this particular QR code is going to get sort of out into the world. You know, the, as far as I understand, these hoodies aren't even really available for sale yet. It's, it's the players and the coaches and, and, you know, staff and things like that that are kind of have access to them. So hopefully they'll start selling them and, and, you know, they become more widely available. You know, that being said, the QR code can just be shared digitally as well. And, you know, I do like the fact that, um, you know, when you scan it, it creates this sort of automated tweet ready to go. And that, that integration, I think, is, is is brilliant. And, you know, I think we talk a lot on the show with other stories and other campaigns about how there's a need to have more social amplification, you know, tied into it. And I think this almost sort of is on the other side. It's, it's really focused on that automated tweet and messaging and creating social content. Uh, now we need more on the other side, which is, you know, how do we actually get this into the hands of people? um so that it, that can happen so uh but otherwise I, I think it's a good mashup i i like the collaboration and i like that they're kind of shining a light on these social justice issues all right on to our second story so well-known lbma member company here gimbal uh has launched a new service uh for pickup um, um and deliver you know well, pickup uh solutions for brands and retailers and restaurants 
So we've talked a lot over the last year, you know, as COVID uh, has hit many of these businesses hard about the need for uh, location aware, uh, you know, sort of order online, pick up at store, pick up at restaurant uh, type of capabilities. Uh, challenge with that is that so many of these uh, solutions require uh, an app, you know, to sort of power that experience and an SDK to kind of go into that. And Gimbal certainly played, you know, heavy into that space along with many other uh, technology companies out there. You know, they've got an SDK that you can bake into your app and, and make sort of the, the location awareness of you know where the uh, order is in the, in the in the queue and you know when you can pick it up and all that sort of stuff. It's called on the way uh, or on my way, and they've sort of extended this further now to a web app. So even if you don't have sort of a, a native mobile app uh, that you can install and download from the app store and install on your device, um, you can actually you know take advantage of a lot of the same capabilities that are available in their app SDK now through a web app uh, type of uh, interface. So, you know, um, browser-based functionality uh, connects to mobile orders, plays through, you know, the app or the website uh, for curbside or in-store um, or drive-through pickup. And um, so I think this is really cool. I think it, it, um, it really opens up the sort of concept and the idea and the functionality to much greater scale. Um, and I think, uh, you know, having most of the same capabilities that you can have with a sort of embedded SDK in an app, I think is, is really interesting. And, and obviously that sort of time-based element of, you know, the order time and, and when you can pick it up and, and so on is so critical to, uh, you know, the restaurant industry and the retail sector in particular. So I think this is, a, you know, a, a big move. I think this is, uh, something that, uh, can actually change the game for many folks out there who don't have the wherewithal to go and invest in building an app for their brand, especially for small and medium-sized businesses, you know, that, uh, you know, don't see the need for it longer term. Uh, just having something that's web-based like this makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I agree. I was very excited about this story for sure. I think this definitely, um, you know, it's like asked and answered. We definitely have been asking for, more solutions. You know, we just had this long chat on on Clubhouse. I think last week about how can we enable small businesses. How can they how can they be you know better served um, by the technology that's available at you know without having to invest at that premium level. And this is an exact example of what we're looking at, right? So being able to use this just with a website, not having to have uh, that native mobile app, I think is great. You know, this is something that's great for like you said, those mom and pop locations, single, you know, single or minimal um, retail locations for for delivery and, and pickup more for I mean, for pickup. Um, but I love this. I think this is exactly what we're what we want to see more of. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to see how they sort of uh, how they push this out from a go to market perspective and how they start to spread the word. And I'm also very curious about how they uh, monetize this with those small, small businesses, you know, a lot of times we we hear about like all of the delivery services that are available for restaurants, for example. And, you know, there's a lot of price gouging. It's super expensive. Not only is it more expensive for consumers, but it's super expensive for the businesses. Their margins are are much smaller um, than they already even are, especially, you know, food doesn't usually have great margins all the time. Um, so I think that, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they how they set that up and structure that as well. 
Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, the conversation that we had on Clubhouse last week, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I think that was a key point of that discussion was about, you know, these small businesses and so a lot of these solutions just not being affordable. And um, I think having, you know, if you don't have to make that investment in building like an actual app uh, and you can do these, you know, have the same functionality but do it in a web-based framework, I think it makes a ton of sense. So I, I'm really excited about this. Um, and before I forget, uh, for those of you who are listening and, wa and watching or watching, um, every the third Thursday of every month, uh, we are doing uh, what we're calling Retail Local Conversations on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse or you're thinking about getting on Clubhouse, get on there, search for uh, the LBMA or Retail Loco, and you'll find that there. And then join us on the third Thursday of, uh, of every month. Uh, there at 2 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, um, good times. All right, next story. Yeah, so uh, maybe they'll, you know, maybe Gimbal will actually move into uh, the drone world at some point where they're delivering things <laughs> uh, via drone. But... Um, you know, right now, I think that's definitely left to some really large players, including Kroger. So Kroger now is testing drone delivery, and they've launched a uh, this pilot delivery program that they're working on right now. And they are just, you know, so, you know, they're the largest uh, retail grocery store in the U.S. And they're starting with what they're calling these bundled offerings. So some examples of that might be um, a s'mores bundle, so something that could include graham crackers, chocolate, marshmallows, um, you know, things that weigh less than five pounds, really. And um, and then maybe like a child wellness bundle, so maybe some over-the-counter medication and some fluids, you know, Pedialyte or whatever it may be that you need if you have a sick kid at home and don't want to venture out. Um, and so, you know, obviously this is there's a lot of effort that's been going into testing and piloting drone delivery and how can we make things easier, um, faster, you know, this, this very consumer focused, uh, you know, on, on what is the easiest way to reach our consumers and deliver to them and grow that margin has just been skyrocketing, obviously with the pandemic and, and everything, this business has been growing like crazy. So the e-commerce business, which includes pickup delivery and ship, reached more than $10 billion in sales in 2020. I mean, that's, you know, that's not a, a small number, right? Um, so the Kroger's uh, Kroger as a company is partnering with some other companies. One is called Drone Express, and that's a division of Telegrid Technologies. Um, so they're, they're delivering to the location of a consumer's cell phone. And, you know, Kroger is saying like, hey, this is great. If you have a sick friend, you can send something to them. Or if you run out of cooking oil in the middle of dinner time, you know, you can get a quick delivery of that. Um, so, you know, they're saying that right now Drone Express is going to start off by doing flights near Centerville, Ohio, which is where Kroger is based out of. And then, um, you know, they're going to start doing more expansion from there with additional monitoring. And they're also setting up another test this summer um, at Ralph's store in California, and um, they're hoping to progress from this testing, you know, kind of alpha beta stage to general availability by the spring, which is really soon. Uh, and, you know, we've been talking more and more about uh, consumer centric delivery, you know, all of these different things that just have ease of use and make things super, you know, accessible to all of us that have just been getting more and more spoiled with how quickly we can obtain things. You know, we talked about Domino's and, and the work that they were doing with some of their automated cars and testing that out. Uh, we've heard about Walmart testing these things out as well. Um, 
so, you know, this is not going to go away. I think there's still a lot of testing likely to be done and, and trying to figure out how this is going to work. Is it just, you know, less than five pounds that's only going to be able to be delivered or, you know, what, what's going to be the parameters and what's going to be the new normal around this? Um, it's exciting to figure out, but I love that this is, you know, the way that they're kind of moving forward and the bundle ideas is good marketing. I think it's good packaging to start off with. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see how this moves forward as well. Yeah, I, I, th I think this is a good story. And I think that uh, the last point you made is the part that I'm I'm kind of most excited about. I love I love the idea of these bundles. I think, you know, sort of creating these little sort of care packages or, or these bundles that are associated with, you know, sort of, you know, especially sort of the, um, you know, the, the one around uh, child wellness. I, I think that makes a ton of sense, right? Like, hey, you know, um, here's a medication or here's some diapers or here's some whatever you know, that kind of thing where I, you know, I'm a busy parent. I don't, I don't want to run out right now. Makes a ton of sense to me. Right. And I think if you can get that, uh, whatever it is that you can fit into that five pound sort of limit size, um, you know, and, and create these sort of thematic bundles, I think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, I was thinking, you know, about, does this make sense for something like flower delivery you know uh for mother's day you know delivering flowers like can 1-800-Flowers get into this business or you know or those kinds of things right uh, as far as like I, I think about these bundles where like okay i need to send a sympathy bundle now or i need to send a you know whatever could be super interesting right to to uh approach it that way so i love the bundling idea you know the other thing that popped into my head as i was thinking about this is you know, and, and it kind of triggered for me when you mentioned about the, um, hey, you know, I've run out of olive oil and I need I need to get some olive oil right now. And I was thinking back to, you know, when Amazon had their dash buttons. And you remember they had the sort of the Tide dash button and the Gillette dash button and the whatever. And the idea of this thing was, is this was like a physical button that you'd put by your like washing machine. And, you know, it would be internet connected to your Amazon account, your Amazon Prime account. And if you were run, if you had run out of laundry detergent, you would just press the button and it would automatically place an order and, you know, the detergent would be on its way. Now I'm thinking like, wouldn't it be cool, like if there were certain things like that that were linked to a drone delivery, right? Because to me that like that, like, like if I'm hitting that button, it's it's I need it now, right? I've run out of thing. I, I got to get my laundry done. I need that right now. It's not like next day. I need it like next hour, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's something interesting there, you know, and now that Amazon's no longer doing the dash buttons, they've dropped that completely and they kind of more into taking the concept and the technology and integrating it into hardware and, and, and other solutions. I think there's maybe maybe a gap there, maybe an opportunity there uh, for for somebody to step in, you know, perhaps a grocery chain, or a pharmacy chain, or or somebody like that, um, to to play into that space. But but I think there is something there about sort of the timeliness of what you can do with a drone delivery. And I think the other part of the story that I noticed is um, is that there is a bit of a positioning around. Uh, a drone delivery being environmentally friendly versus, you know, sort of a more traditional delivery that, you know, involves a vehicle and, you know, exhaust and, you know, uh, fuel and, and other things, right? So um, I think there's something there as well that could appeal to uh, definitely to a certain clientele. So 
I think there's a big feature ahead for, for drone deliveries and um, we'll see how the brands uh, play around with it. Yep, for sure. All right, final story now. Uh, our friends at IKEA have teamed up with Pinterest and uh, on, a, on a new campaign that they've put together called Renocations. Um, so yes, it's a mashup of renovation and vacation and it's not a staycation, it's a renocation. And so this was um, sort of dreamed up by uh, uh, Wavemaker, Ogilvy, and Jevit, which I assume are, you know, th there are three agencies that they work with. And essentially, um, the way it works is, is that uh, there's a quiz that they've developed, um, three-question quiz. And uh, you basically answer this quiz um, for, that's uh, uh, posted to you by an AI character. And basically, the AI character processes your answers to this quiz. And based on those answers, it comes up with a, a personalized Pinterest board that is uh, inspired with content and product recommendations uh, from IKEA uh, that sort of is matched uh, and derived from, you know, how you answered the, uh, the quiz. So, you know, I, I think people are certainly here in Canada where I am, people are still, you know, we're in lockdown, we're still at home. There's a lot of renovation projects going on. I know Home Depot and Lowe's and, and brands like that have uh, done very well during COVID. Um, you know, people have taken advantage of that time of working from home and being at home and, ha you know, being forced in some cases to renovate to, you know, create, you know, workspaces that allow them to work from home and have home offices that they maybe didn't have before, you know, and just making their home more comfortable and more livable, um, you know, when you're when you're there all day. And so I, I think uh, that isn't going away. We know many employers are, um, you know, going to continue to let their employees work from home. Uh, I know Google and, and many tech companies have, have already uh, made announcements around that. And um, so, so I think that there's definitely a, a big opportunity here for IKEA and, uh, and similar brands. Uh, I like the mashup with Pinterest. I think it's, um, you know, it's a neat way to sort of get the point across. Um, and showcase their products. And I like that they're sort of, you know, having a bit of fun with, uh, you know, answer these questions and, and having sort of an AI bot, if you will, sort of uh, interpret that into a, a custom Pinterest board. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I really have to say about it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun. It's definitely the timeliness of it is great. There's still a lot of opportunity to, you know, uh, people more and more obviously thinking about how do I make my home space really where I love to spend time and um, and and that it's comfortable. So I'm sure that Pinterest usage and DIY ideas and getting creative um, on a budget has just, you know, there's been an exorbitant amount of that, I think, this past year. And so I think this is fun. I think it's timely. Um, and it, you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a thoughtful social campaign to do. And I like how they've teamed up. Um, my only question or concern is like getting the word out, right. To, to initiate the idea of it. I think that's, that's the hardest part, right. I think people are, are, are excited to do these kind of things, especially the fact that it's like three questions. That's great. Um, but how do I find out about it? Right. Do I have to be perusing on on Pinterest to kind of find that quiz, like what's their kind of, uh, what's their strategy there in terms of how they're pushing this out and getting people to be more and more involved in it. But overall, I think it's fun, you know, and, um, you know, people are going to participate. They're going to say like, what can I get recommended or what, 
gives me the kind of vibe I'm looking for. And obviously the fact that it's from Ikea meets most people's budgets and, you know, is accessible to a lot of people all around the world and, and get some good ideas and inspiration. So, I mean, I think it's great. Yeah. And I think in terms of reach, um, you know, um, in like looking at the article here, uh, Pinterest is, is claiming now 85 million uh, users on their platform, members on their platform. Um, so, you know, that's a significant population there that they can, uh, they can tap into. Um, and there's, there's, you know, definitely been a lot of searching, a lot of trending for home related, uh, topics, uh, on the platform, right? I mean, as I said, and, and you've reiterated it, people are at home, people are trying to improve their, their workspaces and their home spaces. So I think this is, uh, could be a good mashup. So we'll see how, how it plays out. So that's it. That's our show for this week. You've been listening to episode number 518 of Location Weekly. We'll be back next week with another show. Uh, Aubriana will be in a whole different place, moving to another place. So uh, we'll see if she makes it. But uh, it, yeah, uh, we wish you a happy move, Aubriana. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, as you leave Atlanta and move to uh, the Big Apple. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. But uh for all of our listeners and, and watchers out there, thank you for your time. Um, and uh, please give us uh, story ideas. Reach out to us with those. Uh, give us some likes and some love on you know whatever social media or podcast platform you're consuming this on. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.